Hello and welcome to the Palladian Energy Podcast, a podcast series for energy professionals featuring short, insightful interviews with experts who can shed light on topics that matter to you and your business. We cover issues relevant to the upstream, midstream and downstream sectors. Season two focuses on the topic of sustainability in the oil and gas industry, and we're so happy to have you here. I'm your host, Elizabeth Corner, Senior Editor at Palladian Publications. Please subscribe to the podcast for free on anchor.fm and rate and review. Oilfield Technology keeps upstream oil and gas professionals up to date on the latest technologies and developments in the industry through in-depth articles, regional reports and project news. Sign up to our newsletter at oilfieldtechnology.com slash newsletter for a free copy of each issue. Today, I am pleased to be talking to Sophie Dupra, who is Deputy Executive Director at IPICA, the Global Oil and Gas Association for Advancing Environmental and Social Performance Across the Energy Transition. Hi, Sophie. It's so nice to have you on the podcast. Yeah, thank you very much. Yes, I'm very pleased to be there and thank you for having me. I'm going to go ahead and introduce IPICA. So uh, several months ago, the association launched eight IPICA principles and made supporting them a new condition of membership. So we're going to talk about what that means for IPICA, what it means for its global oil and gas membership. And I'm also looking forward to talking about IPICA's views on what oil and gas operators need to do to manage their networks and to manage their businesses in light of the energy transition. So since we are focusing on sustainability in this season of the podcast, those member principles are a really great place for uh, to start a discussion of how we are looking at advancing the sector in terms of environmental and social performance. And before we get into that, maybe you can tell us a little bit about your role at IPICA and maybe an overview of what the association does. Sure. Um, So I'm the Deputy Executive Director at IPICA. I've been around for almost 30 years. Um, so it was my first job mm-hmm. and uh, still uh, really enjoying it. So just a little bit uh, around IPICA. So as you said, uh, we are the Global Oil and Gas Industry Association, uh, the only one covering upstream, downstream, midstream. And our role is really around advancing our member environmental and social performance across the uh, energy transition. Mm-hmm. Our membership is very wide. We include um, international companies, national companies, independents, service suppliers. And we also have a very wide network of association members around the globe. And altogether, we cover about um, across um, 50% of oil and gas production. Mm -hmm. So what we do is really bringing together our members with experts from stakeholders, and our key stakeholders are United Nations, non-governmental organization, investors, and academic organization. And with them, we share knowledge, develop good practice and tools to support our industry, develop um, and uh, support the uh, sustainable energy transition. And what we do is helping uh, our members and the wider industry advance climate action, environmental responsibility, social performance, as well as overall mainstreaming sustainability into their business. So IPIC has been around for 30 years, 50 years, sorry. We were set up at the request of the United Nations Environment Programme 
to really act as an industry liaison between our industry and the UN. An important um, principle around IPCA is we are a non-lobby group. Mm-hmm. And our focus is really around providing technical guidance and tools uh, to the UN and to our members uh, around sustainability issues. And that non-lobby status and sort of collaborative approach is very important um, to IPCA. It enables us to form really impactful partnership with a number of organizations over the last um, five decades. And it's really one of the key factors to enable us to have trust and credibility with our key stakeholders. So I hope that's um, that's giving you um, in a nutshell what we do and who we are. Absolutely. Thank you. Now, as I mentioned earlier, IPICA launched its new membership principles in July. And perhaps you can tell us about those. Yeah, sure. Um, so this is really exciting development in IPICA. And uh, the principles are really um, for us and our members, uh, primarily our members, as a new condition of membership. Mm-hmm. So what they do is really demonstrate commitment from IPICA and our members to really lead the industry through a sustainable energy transition. Mm-hmm. So as you mentioned in the introduction, we've got eight principles across our four strategic pillars, uh, which are climate, nature, people, and sustainability. And with these principles, we demonstrate that we support our vision to advance environmental and social performance across the energy transition, and all this in a context of sustainable development. So each of the four buckets of principles have two principles in each of the pillars. The first one in each of the pillars relates to a United Nations convention or initiative So you've got the Paris Agreement, the UN Convention on Biological Diversity, the UN Guiding Principles on Business and Human Rights, and of course, the uh, Sustainable Development Goals. And the second principle under each of the pillars, it relates directly to the operational performance of our member companies around environmental uh, and social topics. So as I said, um, they really add credibility to IPG's work in setting sustainability expectation for our member companies. Mm-hmm. They create a shared ambition of our membership um, and hopefully will inspire the wider industry to activate um, their businesses around sustainability. I very much hope they're going to enhance IPIGA's reputation. Uh, it's already happening, actually, and I'll probably tell a bit more about that as a really the go-to organization on sustainability topics for the oil, gas, and alternative energy. So I'm mentioning alternative energy, and this is part of our new strategy, recognizing the sort of evolving portfolio of our member companies. We we now have an alternative energy task force uh, looking at, in particular, wind and solar um, to, um, to provide good practice on this as well. And as I mentioned, the, um, the principles enables us to have an effective and trusting strength and strengthened relationship with our key stakeholders, as well as our members and the wider sectors, I should say. Uh, some of some new companies are actually coming to our door um, willing to um, to join APICA um, because of these um, principles. So you're looking to um, use those pillars to develop good practice and to help find solutions to those really big sustainability challenges. 
Yes. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Super. So thank you for explaining that. To recap, you've got the four pillars, so climate, nature, people and sustainability. And within each of those, there are two principles. You mentioned the UN initiative and then also um, advancing the performance of the companies. Um, Which principle, which part of that is more important to prioritise? And can you always have those two uh, in, in harmony? So there's no priority principle. Uh, they're all important. Uh, if if the members and the wider sector want to play an active role in supporting and um, entering a sustainable energy transition, so not one of them is more important than than another uh, in terms of the sort of UN-led principles or the operational principles. They support one another, um, and and as I mentioned, they work in harmony. Um, the first one related to the UN Convention. An initiative, as I mentioned at the beginning, that this really goes back to the core role of IPCA to be the interface with the UN. Mm-hmm. And they, they're they here to demonstrate IPCA and our member commitment to these global um, principles. The second one is around advancing the performance of our members. Mm-hmm. And these more operational um, principles around good practice, they feed into the realization of these UN conventions. So they really align the performance and the um, achievement of these global goals across the four pillars of IPCA strategy. Yeah. So you can see that they they are very connected um, and uh, under each of our strategic pillars. And what's been the response of your members to the uh, the new principles? How have they reacted to those? Excitingly, uh, they all support the principles. Great. The origin of the principles was uh, a desire for our members to in order to strengthen their membership of APICA to to develop principle as a new condition of membership. Mm-hmm. The other driver was IPCA has been challenged over many years by our stakeholders to develop principles uh, as a condition of membership uh, because they saw that as a as a key um factor to maintain the role of APICA in our industry. Okay. So all our members support the principles. Um, they're firmly, firmly committed to them. Uh, and this is sort of uh, demonstrated by their active engagement in our various groups. So we've got groups under each of our uh, four pillar. Um, it's also demonstrated by the fact that they actively help in developing the good practice, but not just developing them, but actually using them uh, to make a real impact on the ground. Mm-hmm. And the other um, key factor is they very, uh, very much want to sort of peer learn from one another. Uh, so, of course, some companies are more advanced than others. So it's important to, um, to learn from, uh, from one another. Sure. Uh, it also shows that our members are dedicated to the highest standards uh, in, the, in these issues. Um, and they demonstrate their leadership in environmental and social performance. And I think they also create a bit of a differentiator to um, demonstrate uh, their leadership um, and their sustainability leaders uh, in the industry. So when it comes to um, these sustainability issues and their leadership, they all support the Paris Agreement. uh, And now we have 36 of our member companies that have net zero ambition and the pathway to achieve this. Just to give you an example, we only had about two, three years ago. So this is really uh, rapidly uh, uh, growing. 
they um, they all support the global biodiversity framework, mm-hmm. which is being negotiated this week uh, in Montreal by um, government. They all support the SDGs, uh, and I'll probably talk a bit later about our roadmap, which is helping them, uh, guiding them through the, through the SDGs, and as well as the UN guiding principles. IPICA's activities in human rights is uh, very much supported by our members, and of course very needed uh, for the um, a sustainable and just transition. So th- in addition to that, we are developing case studies um, of our member companies to demonstrate they are supporting the principles and encourage peer learning, but also encourage um, other companies, not members of IPCA, uh-huh. to learn on how to progress on their sustainability journey. Okay. So, yeah, so we help you. We hope it's going to inspire wider industry action on sustainable energy consumption. Great. Yeah, what I'm hearing there is that you have expectations of your members, but then they also have expectations of their peers and that um, you're all kind of working to push each other forward. Yes, yeah. Uh, and they're really doing uh, an incredible work um, in the sustainability area. Mm-hmm. And some of which have actually uh, highlighted. The, um, the important thing is they recognise that climate um, biodiversity, human rights, water, to just name a few, are very complex for any one company to address um, alone. Um, so the key to making uh, an impact on sustainable energy transition is collaboration. Mm-hmm. So collaboration within the industry, but also collaboration with stakeholders and government. Um, and, and this is where IPCA plays a key role uh, in convening all these stakeholders together. So, and and the Paris Agreement, Biodiversity Convention, et cetera, they do recognize there is an important role for industry. Mm-hmm. And of course, government have the prom- responsibility for achieving these goals, but they do require um, the support of our industry and other industries um, if they want to make an impact um, on the ground and make sure they have solution to turn these goals into a uh, reality. Mm-hmm. And this is really uh, where IPCA plays a key role with our sort of um, very strong link with uh, the UN um, in terms of sharing knowledge and developing uh, partnerships and methodologies. Great. Yeah, we do hear from a lot of companies and organisations about their individual sustainability credentials or initiatives. So it's really nice to hear about what's happening sort of on the next level, on a joint uh, level. Yeah, 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 indeed. So what kind of tangible materials or resources do you offer or do you recommend to an oil or gas company that's looking to manage its environmental and social performance? So we have a lot of good practice um, that can be used by not just our members, but any other oil and gas companies, because it's all on our website. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been developing those for the last um, 30, 40 years um, and our role is really to support our members and the wider industry um, to address these issues in a sustainable uh, way. We've got over 300 good practice across our four pillars. Mm-hmm. Um, and in addition, as part of the development of the principles, we have an appendix, which is a toolkit related to each of the eight principles and what good practice uh, or initiative can actually help companies support the principles. And just to highlight some of the key resources that we have, 
We've got the Sustainable Development um, Goals Roadmap. We have a sustainability reporting guidance, which we've been developing and updating uh, around this fast-changing reporting environment, um, which is uh, one of the key um, publications in terms of fostering the transparency of our, of our uh, sector. We recently issued uh, a flaring management guidelines. Uh, we have a biodiversity action plan, a water management framework, and last but not least, a human rights due diligence um, guidance. Um, so, of course, all our good practice, they cover all aspects of our work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we'll continue to produce and update some of them as, uh, as it, these issues um, evolve. Super. The, the, the other resource that we provide, and I've mentioned that before, is, is the peer learning. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of that. And I would say peer learning and also peer pressure. <laughs> so, so the members uh, that probably not uh, in a leadership position learn from from the leaders um, to to progress on this. So you can see it's not just words, um, and uh, there's a lot of uh, action from IPCA and our members uh, on these issues. Great. Um, you mentioned the SDG roadmap, and maybe you can tell me a bit a bit more about that. Yeah. So, so the SDGs is a key part of our work. Uh, and we've been involved since um, the SDGs were launched. And what we do is really bring the sector, um, in particular our members, together to explore, articulate and mobilise uh, around the, um, uh, the contri- their contribution to the SDGs. So in 2017, we work with the United Nations Development Programme and the International Finance Corporation to develop an atlas which is mapping our industry against all of the 17 SDGs and explain how the oil and gas industry relate to these um, goals, but also how they can, they can contribute. And building on that work, we, um, we've developed an SDG roadmap in partnership with the, the World Business Council for Sustainable Development. Mm-hmm. This roadmap has 90 short, medium and long-term actions uh, across climate, nature, and people. And these actions are both for IPCA and the oil and gas industry. Um, and they really focus on the 10 priority SDGs for our sector. And they, they really um, uh, articulate where the industry can have the most material impact. So the companies are encouraged to use the roadmap to deepen their integration of sustainability topics in their core business activities. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, we want them to, or encourage them to use it as, a, as an engagement tool. And certainly IPCA does that. Um, develop new collaboration on new projects and demonstrate their, their progress. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the SDG actions uh, are not... The same for every company. Every company is different, so they can tailor that to their own profile and needs. Uh, but they really provide a, a sort of common direction uh, for, for the industry. They stimulate cooperation uh, across the industry uh, and beyond. Um, so it's been two years since uh, we launched the roadmap. Mm-hmm. And uh, pleased to say we've made a lot of progress, both as APICA, but also as our member companies um, contribute to the SDGs. Fantastic. And is that um, very much a kind of living, breathing document? Does it change? Does it evolve as as you go forward? Yeah, that's a good question. So um, I will say yes. 
um, mm. because of course um, sustainability energy transition is an extremely fast evolving and changing environment mm-hmm. um, the the action will have to become more ambitious uh, both on IPCA uh, and our member companies so yes I can see in the next few years we'll have to sort of go back to the drawing board mm-hmm. uh, and update uh, these various actions Fantastic. Thank you so much for talking to me today, Sophie. No, that was a pleasure. Thank you. Many thanks to Sophie Dupra at IPICA for outlining the organization's vision of sustainability for the oil and gas sector, which includes a lot of good practice and some collaboration on those big sustainability goals. Thank you for listening to the Palladian Energy Podcast. Subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have enjoyed this episode, please rate and review and forward to a colleague or friend. Global Hydrogen Review is our brand new digital magazine offering detailed coverage of the entire spectrum of hydrogen production and its applications worldwide. Register for your free subscription today and keep up to date with the innovative technology and solutions that will help to advance the hydrogen revolution. Visit www.globalhydrogenreview.com magazine.